ಬಂದಿದೆ ಬಂದಿದೆ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿ ಹಿರಿಯರೇ ಇತರ ರಾಜಾರಾಣಿ ಹತ್ತೋಣ ನಾವು ಅವರ ನೆನಪಿನ ದೋಣಿ ಕೇಳುತ್ತಾ ಖುಷಿ ಪಡೋಣ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿ ಕೇಳ್ತಾನೆ ಖುಷಿ ಪಡೋಣ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿ ಕೇಳ್ತಾನೆ ಖುಷಿ ಪಡೋಣ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿ ಇದು ಹಿರಿಯರ ಕತೆ ಹಿರಿಯರ ಜೊತೆ ನಿಮ್ಮ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿಯಲ್ಲಿ ಕೇಳ್ತಾನೆ ಇರಿ ಖುಷಿಯಾಗಿರಿ ಹಲೋ ಲಿಸ್ನರ್ಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಯುವರ್ ಆರ್ ಜೆ ಚಂದನ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಐ ವೆಲ್ಕಮ್ ಯು ಆಲ್ ಟು ಅನುಭವ್ ಅ ಜಾಯಿಂಟ್ ಪ್ರಾಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ನ್ಯಾಷನಲ್ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟಿಟ್ಯೂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಸೋಷಿಯಲ್ ಡಿಫೆನ್ಸ್ ಮಿನಿಸ್ಟ್ರಿ ಆಫ್ ಸೋಷಿಯಲ್ ಜಸ್ಟೀಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಎಂಪವರ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಗೌರ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಇಂಡಿಯಾ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಮೀಡಿಯಾ ಫಾರ್ ಕಮ್ಯುನಿಟಿ ಫೌಂಡೇಶನ್ ಇಂಪ್ಲಿಮೆಂಟೆಡ್ ಬೈ ನೈಟಿಂಗೇಲ್ಸ್ ಮೆಡಿಕಲ್ ಟ್ರಸ್ಟ್ ಪ್ರಾಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಕನ್ಸೀವ್ಡ್ ಬೈ ಡಾಕ್ಟರ್ ಆರ್ ಶ್ರೀಧರ್ ಪ್ರಾಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಇನ್ವೆಸ್ಟಿಗೇಟರ್ ಅಲೋಕ್ ವರ್ಮಾ ಕೋಆರ್ಡಿನೇಟರ್ಸ್ ಪೂಜಾ ಮುರಡಾ ಸಾಯಿ ಸುಧಾ ಕೌಶಲ್ಯ ಗೌರ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಇಂಡಿಯಾ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಇನಿಷಿಯೇಟೆಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಎಲ್ಡರ್ ಲೈನ್ ಟೋಲ್ ಫ್ರೀ ನಂಬರ್ ಒನ್ ಫೋರ್ ಫೈವ್ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ ಸೆವೆನ್ ಎಲ್ಡರ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಎನಿ ಒನ್ ಆನ್ ಬಿಹಾಫ್ ಆಫ್ ಎಲ್ಡರ್ಸ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಕಾಲ್ ಬಿಟ್ವೀನ್ ಮಾರ್ನಿಂಗ್ ಏಟ್ ಎ ಎಮ್ ಟು ಏಟ್ ಪಿ ಎಮ್ ಫಾರ್ ಎನಿ ಕ್ವೆಶನ್ಸ್ ಕ್ವೈರೀಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸಪೋರ್ಟ್ ಟು ಎಲ್ಡರ್ಲಿ ಆರ್ಕಿಟೆಕ್ಚರ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ದಟ್ ಅಟ್ರ್ಯಾಕ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಮೇಕ್ಸ್ ಅ ರಿಮಾರ್ಕಬಲ್ ಇಂಪ್ಯಾಕ್ಟ್ ಆನ್ ದಿ ಕಂಟ್ರಿ ಇಂಡಿಯಾ ಇಸ್ ಫೇಮಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಮಾವಲಸ್ ಆರ್ಕಿಟೆಕ್ಚರ್ಸ್ today mrs lalita rao is going to speak about some of the marvelous architectures of india lalita ma'am we appreciate the research and effort that you have put in to bring out this program we are eager to hear from you over to you marvels of our architecture skills and culture we talk about our modern technology which has advanced a lot and that too in the western countries like america england russia germany etc we feel we have to learn from them and compete with them we try to adopt their culture life and thinking we have to we feel we have to update ourselves hence we we try to follow them we should turn back and see our ancient culture history and architecture what has our ancestors achieved at a time the so called new horizons did not even exist let us have a retrospective view of it nalanda university in rajgir bihar is now declared as unesco world heritage it was the first residential university and belonged to the 55th century ad it was formed by built by kumar gupta the first and it meant giving knowledge it had eight monasteries 11000 cells and three libraries the libraries were nine storied and had 9 million books there were 2000 teachers 10000 students 
and students from Korea, Japan, China, Indonesia, Iran and Greece came here to learn. The courses were Art, Philosophy, Literature, Maths, Psychology, Astronomy, Astrology, Law, History, Economics and Medicine. It was so vast. The standards were high. They were higher than today's America's Ivy League colleges. Challenging entrance exams like SAT and IELTS were held during those times. It had 24 feet high wall, 600 clay tablets, 211 uniquely carved stone panels. They knew to use metals and used also burnt bricks to build. They had well-laid drainage systems. It survived 700 years before Turks destroyed it. What a shame. We lost it. Now, Shushruta Samhita is among the most important ancient medical treatises and one of the fundamental texts of medical tradition in India. He was, Shushruta was the father of surgery and did plastic surgery. He lived between 1000 to 800 BC. He used surgical instruments. They were crude, but he described dissection and study of human anatomy as back as those days. He described embryology and treating fractures. He did nasal, nasal construction flap, which is still used these days. If Shushruta was the surgeon, Charaka was the physician and was the founder of Ayurvedic medicine. He wrote Charaka Samhita. They both used music therapy to treat patients for pitta aggravation, therapeutic purgation, emesis and coma. We have read instances in Ramayana where Hanumanta brings Sanjeevani which revives Lakshmana from Maybe death or maybe coma. It is cited in Mahabharata where Gandhari breaks the mass of embryos into hundred pieces and it is cultured to give rise to the hundred Kauravas. Well, nowadays they do show that they can dissect and bifurcate the embryos and make more, more of them and there is fertilization taking place outside the body. We read 
there is also mention in Ramayana of Ravana kidnapping Sita in a Pushpaka Vimana and taking her to Lanka by air. This shows perhaps they were they, those days itself. They knew how to travel by air. Does it not make you think of helicopters? This means it existed 5,000 to 7,000 years back. We read in these books about how they used arrows in the wars, which were able to bring fire, Agniyastha, or storm or rain, Varunastra. It is mentioned that Ashwatthama used Brahmastra, which could destroy the world. Did it mean they were there were weapons similar to modern missiles? Eklavya and Dashrata were uh, they knew um, they could shoot arrows hearing the sound. They could hit the target with, with just hearing the sound from a distance. My God, what aiming? Can we do such aiming in our modern archery? Isn't it all amazing? Then, well, Kichka was killed by Bhima with Pattu, a way of wrestling. Is it, it, is it known now in modern wrestling? This shows in those times wrestling was taught in excellency. Pandavas built the palace where Duryodhana got confused with real pawns and false layouts. This shows their mastery in architecture. Also, they were able to build a palace out of wax. Isn't it amazing? Can you believe it? Well, you may say that it is the imagination of the author, but I'm sure if there was something like it only, they could imagine it. Well, now, the amazing fact about Adi Shankara Charya, who was born in 509 BCE, in the 8th century. He lived only for 32 years, and in this short span, he traveled through north, south, west, and east of India, establishing pitas when there were no modern modes of transport except by walk or bullock cars. He established Badri Kashram, Jyotirpita in north, Dwarakas, Sharda Pita in the west, Govardhan Pita in Puri and in the east, and Sringeri Sharda Pitam in the south, in Chikmangalur district. How did he travel? 
all these distances. They say that in those days, there was people who had some special capacities known as Siddhis and they were known as Siddhas. And they say that Adi Shankara had Padke Siddhi. Well, they did something that we can't even imagine these days. Shankara found a pregnant frog being guarded or protected by the hood of a serpent. And he felt that that place was really very, very sanctified. And he decided to build the Sringeri temple there. And this Sringeri temple is an architectural marvel and a spiritual place built in the on the river Tunga, it is, it has an ambience that makes you feel like meditate. Shardamba is the idol here. Story says that Vidya Shankara temple located near the Sharda temple is a perfect example of architectural marvel. Once one can see 12 zodiac pillars called Rishi, Rishi Stambhas where 12 divisions of the zodiac are engraved. The another important place is the Belur temple of Chennakeshwa. It is in the Hassan district and was present in the 12th century in 1414. It was built by the Hoysala king Vishnuvardhana. It took two generations to complete it, almost 103 years. It is on the river Yagachuri. The linga is supposed to be changing its colors. The marble is the 42 feet pillar standing on a stone platform in front of the temple without any foundation, but only by gravity made of granite stone. And if you pass a hanky, it passes through the base. To imagine such a big pillar standing for so many years with nature's harshness. There, were, there are carvings of Shila Balikas and Madanika showing a lady looking into a mirror. So mirrors were also used as far back as that. The Vithala temple of Hampi has Dravidian architecture. It was built during King Devaraya 
the second of Vijayanagara Empire in the 15th century during 1422-1446 AD. It is dedicated to Vishnu, but the deity is not there anymore. It is famous for its stone chariot with a lot of carvings on it. It is also famous for the musical pillars in the complex. There are 56 pillars and tapping them with your thumb, you can produce notes of Saregama. Of course, such music, musical pillars are also there in Meenakshi Temple Madurai and Neliyapur in Tirnalveli. There are a lot of carvings here in which you can see some Chinese, Portuguese and European traders doing trade which shows there was trade relation between these countries. Now for the wonder of the Tanjur or Tanjavur or Trivandrum Brihadeshwar temple. It was built in the 9th century by Rajaraja Chola or of Chola dynasty. The Gopuram of this temple is the highest in the world being 216 feet. It was built by granite stone which was not available in the near locations. No cement was used, only interlocking the stones it was built. This is the only temple where shadow does not appear on the ground. <coughs> the entire structure was built on a moving raft filled with river sand, so the entire structure could move a bit in any direction, so that it cannot be affected by earthquake. The top stone is 90 tons of a single carved stone. How did they get it on top of this huge gopra at that time? They had no cranes, no shafts. They must have used a six kilometer long ramp being pulled by elephants, men and bulls. No plaster was used. This whole huge heavy structure <coughs> has withstood six earthquakes. What a wonder. They have built an outer wall and inside it a corridor, six feet structure, going all the way up to the top. In those days, the king had very good water management structure, irrigation system and maritime naval, having trade connections with so many countries. There was election with villagers and women were given good in the state. They built 5,000 dams. At that age, 
America was not even discovered and Europe was in the dark ages. <clears throat> Ellora Temple were carved in the 8th century during the Rashtrakuta dynasty. Kailasha Temple and these Ellora Caves have been curved into a single rock. It is known as monolithic rocks from top downwards or inverse. They are most spectacular. They are found in Aurangabad in Maharashtra. The Ajanta Caves are 30 rock-cut Buddhist caves dating from 2nd century BCE to about 48 CE. They have used natural dyes for colors. In one cave, the Buddha picture stares at you, which even in any direction you stand, it looks like he is gazing at you. It is most amazing. <clears throat> Gangadhar Swami Temple in Bangalore is also a cave temple. You have to bend, literally crawl to go near the Linga. On Makra Shankranti day, the sun falls through the door into the cave on the Linga. What calculations and precision. The sun temple of Kanarak in Odisha belongs to the 13th century and was built in 1250 CE by Narsimha I of Ganga dynasty. It is designed in the form of a chariot, 100 feet high, representing the chariot of the sun god. It has seven horses, representing seven days of the week and has 12 wheels representing 12 hours of the day. It has a shikara or crown, jagmohan or audience hall, nut mandir or dance hall, and vimana or tower. It is intricate and accurate. The first light of the sun falls on the image of Surya inside the garbhagriha. What precision and calculation. Now, the Iron Pillar of Delhi is a structure 721 meters high with a 41 centimeter diameter. It was constructed by Chandragupta II and is standing in the Kutub complex. It has stood from 5th century facing the tyranny of nature but has resisted rusting though being made of metal. This shows the high level of skill of our ancient Indians. Now Shish Mahal in Amberfort, Jaipur has a hall where if you light two candles the hall feels like thousand glittering stars. Sukmahal is built of sandalwood and ivory 
with numerous channels with running cold water. I have gone through a lot of architectural wonder in our past history. I was lucky to visit a few of these places. There may be many more such wonders in our country. This shows how our ancients, ancients were skilled, intelligent, calculative and left us such magnificent heritage. We should be proud to be born here. Let us learn about what lineage we have. Let us not run behind some other culture which is neither so ancient nor marvelous. I read that there were four Vedas and the Atharvana Veda was full of description of how to make Pushpak Viman and many other technologies. Unfortunately, someone has stolen it and we have lost it. They say that the Germans have it. I don't know. Let us be proud Indians and preserve, appreciate what we have. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lalita Ma, for enlightening us on this matter. Listeners, I hope you all thoroughly enjoyed this program. Stay tuned to Hiriya Ravani for more such programs. Government of India has initiated an Elderline toll-free number 14567. Elders or anyone on behalf of elders can call between morning 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. for any questions, queries and support to elderly. Bye for now. Take care.